right. Uh, this is my first worst take ever, and it's more of like a scenario, like a uh, something that I ultimately wish that the Redskins would do. But let me know what you guys think. So I have the Redskins trading their number two pick in Trent Williams to Miami for their fifth, their 26th, their 56th, and then like a 20, 21, fifth, or fourth round, depending on what they have. So the Redskins would move back to five and take Okuda. Then they would take someone like Pittman Jr. or an available offensive tackle at 26. And then maybe uh, Cole, how do you say his name? Kemp, the tight end, or Harrison Bryant. And then Miami would be moving up to take Tua or Herbert, depending, and then they would get Trent Williams. So we actually we brought this up one time about them not taking uh, Chase Young, but we said that yeah. it was it was about it was when Tua like the injury seemed like they had kind of died down like those concerns, and we were talking about it and we said, oh like if they believe in Tua, do they take Tua? And it, and like uh, this is a little bit different, but McConnell basically said like you don't pass up on Chase Young. And they already have a quarterback, potentially, like, it's not worth it to get one. And I said, well, if you believe two is the guy, then take him. What I would respond to that is, there's two positions that I think you can never pass up if they're super, or three, actually, if they're super elite talent. You can always pass up on a wide receiver. You can always pass up on, like, you know, like a corner or whatever. Three positions. Offensive tackle, an edge rusher, or, like, a really good defensive tackle. Any type of, like, pass rusher. And a quarterback. If there's if they're not moving back, if like if there's an edge rusher like Chase Young there, I think you have to take him. I think you absolutely have to take him. Well, what about with Nagwakwe acting up as much as he does? Do you think Washington could move some late picks to maybe acquire him to fill that void? Because they also have Jonathan Allen, who they got in seventeen, and they moved Montez Sweat to linebacker. They have Kerrigan. We know and Kendall Fuller. We know what Yannick Ngakwe's ceiling is. Yeah. I think I think Chase Young is going to be the next Aaron Donald defensive monster. I th- he's the best Ohio State pass rusher ever. Mm-hmm. And considering okay. the last two pass rushers out of Ohio State are Joey and Nick Bosa. <laughs> two of the best in the league. Dominated yeah. rookie seasons. Exactly. And yeah, he sure. broke the Ohio State sack record in a season, and he missed like three games. That's like, insane. He is the most dominant force coming out of college. Maybe since maybe Aaron Donald, like more dominant than Jadavian Clowney. Like yeah. he's the best um, prospect, defensive prospect in the 21st century. Like in the last 20 years, there hasn't been a guy better than, better than um, Chase Young coming out of college. And I think that you need to put him with an athletic defense with Montez Sweat on it and getting him on the other side because Montez Sweat can produce if he's not the main guy people are caring about. Mm-hmm. And so, and him and his speed coming off the other side where you have to, you're probably still going to have to double Chase Young in the NFL and that'll allow Chase Young, or that'll allow Montez Sweat to use his speed. Like, it's just so perfect. And a defensive coach and Ron Rivera would probably rather okay. have a pass rush looking at how he won how he got to the Super Bowl. So when here's a question. He won. Do you think Rivera wins the battle with Dan Snyder on on draft day? Like is it going to be Snyder running the ship or is it has he actually given Riverboat Ron like the keys and it's like here man you can draft who you want? Because that's been the problem in the past. 
That's like, true. Even Jay that, Gruden had a plan. Yeah, and that was a problem with the Shanahan's. They didn't want RG three, and then they exactly. they took him. Um, that's why yeah, they got Cousins they, too, just in case. But does uh, management want like management's got to want Chase Young? Like, dude, that's, the Redskins management is there. They didn't even have an analytics department, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you have you have one of the best tackles in the league, like begging to leave. Like I'm surprised that Williams hasn't sued these guys on like like fraudulent reports of injury and all kinds of craziness. So uh, I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here. That's all. I, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. They need to take Chase Young. If they don't, it's I mean you have to get a king's ransom. Yeah, I personally, I think Chase Young should be the one. No, over he should Burrow. be. But. Um, the Bengals, the Bengals are going to take Burrow, so it's yeah. like, and that's how do that's you a discussion. That's a discussion for a different day too. Uh, me and me and we've talked about that a lot, and I, yeah. I told you, I think, I think Burrow's a baller. You take the quarterback, that's a baller. However, like Chase Young is generational talent potentially, right? Oh, if yeah. and what, what I always think about the Redskins, and I've tweeted this out a couple times, the the Washington Redskins can have that 49ers defensive line transformation this year. They can be that same team that, oh, they have some good, talented players. Um, the Redskins got a good, solid group. They're good. They're not that great. They haven't really, like, dominated. If they get Chase Young, that defense line, defensive line can dominate, you know? Like, that's a team that can totally dominate. Yeah. Awesome. And Chase, yeah, awesome. why can't Chase Young produce just like Nick Bosa or better? Like, there's no reason to believe that he can't. Especially with the group of guys around him, you know. Oh yeah. Um, I think you can't pass that up. I um. You can't you can't pass up good. You can't pass up good defensive line like strength. That's the best strength you can have on defense. I don't I don't get why teams try to like build through their secondary. I would always build through my defensive line if I was a GM. You have to. It's proven at this point, right? Your front yeah. seven is that is just royal ocean for every team. Yeah, you, because you look at teams that don't dominate with like offense, and they always win because of their defensive line, every time. Yeah, and also if you build up a defensive line rather than a secondary, you'll be good against the run and the pass. I don't get building up through the secondary because like, yeah, sure, if you're trying to stop the Chiefs every single week. No, yeah, but exactly. you don't play sense. the Chiefs every week. You play the running teams. We saw what happened to the Ravens in the playoffs. Like they built through their secondary. They have they had a top tier secondary in the NFL, and then they go against Derrick Henry, and it's like, no, it's not happening. You can't you can't stop a running back. Like you need to be able to have because a pass rush can win you games, and run stopping can win you games. And if you have a great pass rush, your corners don't have to be as good. Yeah, and so. I mean, they don't have Josh Norman anymore, right? They got rid of him. Well, I mean, thank God, honestly. I, I know. <laughs> they just threw they threw a briefcase of money at that guy and said, hey, do whatever you want. But they do have Landon Collins still. Ooh, right? no, and see, and that's what I'm no. saying. That's why did I they think lo- that Did they lose Collins? They have Collins, don't they? No, they have, they have Landon Collins and Kendall Fuller. They just recently. Okay, Kendall, yeah, that's what, thought. that's what I thought. Fuller's good, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Fuller's solid. And he's played with Rivera. No, 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 no. He he was part of the trade for uh, Alex Smith. Yeah. Or no, sorry. Was he? Yeah. So yeah. also, don't sleep on Alex Smith, man. He's probably gonna have a clipboard this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude um, did work under Andy Reid. So. Yeah, it's, it's funny that we bring up the Redskins. Uh, 
Macy no knows, but McConaughey thinks that they're like one of those teams, like they're like the best, like worst and first team. Like he has, like they have like the best. I'm, I'm really high. No, on they are. That's Redskins. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you plug one or two guys. Well, okay, three or four guys in after this draft, and if they make some good management moves and Dan Snyder doesn't do the Dan Snyder thing, I think yeah, they could definitely win eight or nine games. Okay, here here's my quick question: Who, who is the Redskins like blue chipper? Do they have any blue chippers right now? I don't think they do, and that's what that's as far as what like like just like a blue chip player like a an elite he wins most of the time, a guy like Chase Young, they don't have the quarterback. It's Alex Smith and Haskins. Obviously, I don't think Alex Smith is going to play this year, but um, like Haskins, they have scary Peterson and scary Terry. Yeah, yeah, and like but those guys aren't like like they're not that like level of player. They don't. And on defense, they don't have anyone. Who, who's their best defensive player? Landon Collins, probably? Probably Landon Collins. Yeah, him or Can uh, I bring up something? Yeah. So offensively last year, they didn't get to play with their two best running backs. Yeah. Darius Geis and Bryce Love, who both got injured. Ooh, and Love so played. both of those guys are phenomenal. And so that'll allow guys like Scary Terry to be able to thrive more because when it was just Adrian Peterson, like it wasn't an offense really. Like they, the play calling was so weird last year at the end of the year. Like we've talked about it before, the way that like Haskins would just throw like eleven passes, and it's well, like and they'll the lose. Coach they had was so old school. He would yeah. be all right. We're gonna do a veer right, veer left, draw, yeah. veer left. <laughs> Play action. Okay, three more draws. Like, yeah, not, that's not good. But towards the end of the year, though, not. I don't really think Haskins is that future guy, but he was starting to show a little bit of upside. Yeah, yeah, you know, he definitely, he definitely did towards the end. So hopefully Rivera, working with Cam Newton previously, knowing schemes like that, maybe he can find a little gem in the backfield at the end of the draft and just play, you know, running back roulette like the Niners did last year and see what happens. And something that um, is interesting is Bryce Love did play behind Christian McCaffrey, who obviously Ron Rivera is very familiar with. Oh, yeah. And people that don't talk about Bryce Love's pass catching because he didn't do it in college, I blame that on David Shaw 100%. David Shaw, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, don't get me started on him. But, like, he's a good pass catcher. Um, When they had McCaffrey, Bryce Love would line up at receiver. And he would, like, and they would throw, like, screens to him. And like use McCaffrey as a decoy. Like he can catch passes, and Darius Geis is also a just a great freaking running back. Like here's he the thing about destroy those two. the preseason. Those two could be great. They could be a great little tandem. Like switching off. Like you know, like you have Bryce Love come in on third down. You have yeah. And Geis is a great runner. Both of them have bad knees. That's the problem. And we see that oh, with running yeah, backs exactly. all the time. Um, Geis. Guys towards ACL, and I think they both tore their ACL like around the same time. Like, yeah, may, maybe Love tore it a year later, but like they both tore their knees. You know, like I don't, I don't know if you can count on them, but it's a running back. Like it's a running back, so they. So then, is Adrian Peterson their guy then again? Uh, that's I think that's why they kept them around. But if yeah. if those two are healthy, I don't think Adrian Peterson will really be a part of the offense. Honestly, it's a locker room guy. Yeah. And that's um, having Adrian Peterson as a locker room guy is huge for young running backs. No, yeah. for sure. Like being able to work with probably the second best running back of this generation, like 
that's that's all you can ask for when you're a young running back yeah. Yeah. in a young offense. I know he hates the front office, though, so hopefully he's not telling those young guys, get your time in here and then get out. He probably is. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. He's like, dude, let me tell you about three years ago how bad it was here. All right, I feel like that's pretty good for the worst take. Yeah, you guys agree? That, was, yeah. that was a good worst take. Guys talking. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Mason is a writer on our page. Said that earlier. So go check out his stuff. He does a lot of. He has a lot of scouting stuff, uh, mock drafts, uh, really good stuff on there. And do you want to plug your Twitter again? Yeah, um, at Cali King Forty Nine or Seventeen. I'm uh, mostly active. So. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to add. Uh, there's going to be a mock draft out. When you guys see this episode, it's going to be like our worst take mock. We'll be adding people's opinions to it. It's based off what we think. So like what we think is going to happen, not what we not what we think is like the best move. Um, so keep that in mind. The other thing that I want to bring up, we're going to be having a live stream of the draft. Tune into that. We're going to start, instead of having a Thursday episode, we're going to start at 5.30, I believe that, I think that's when the draft starts. Um, so we're going to have, us three are going to be on there. Me, Mason, and McConnell are going to be on there, I think almost the whole time for all of us. We're going to be having people call in, give them their opinion. I'm going to have a couple other people come on to the camera with me that are a Broncos fan, Saints fan, Vikings fan. So we're going to get like some other opinions too. But us three will be on there consistently. Um, I think it'll be pretty interesting. I don't really think the draft shows are going to... I think it's going to be kind of bad, honestly, just because we have Corona. They, it's not going to be that typical draft show. Um, I like the typical typical draft show, but we can really get you guys like our opinions and you can kind of see where we come from. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. So yeah, we're going to be on the live feed. Ask us questions through it. Another um, thing that we'll do is like on my screen, I'll be having my screen and like... When someone gets picked, like, I'll scroll through Twitter and, like, see what those people are thinking. And, like, we'll be showing it on the um, episode. And we can kind of, like, pause on certain tweets and, like, talk about what other people are saying kind of indirectly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, send us stuff, all anything. Like, if you add us on Twitter, like, we'll answer it on the uh, thing. And you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Like, if, yeah, you're, if your favorite team is about to draft, we, we're probably talking about them. So, yeah. like, see what we think. And then when, right when they draft, see our initial opinions. Um, it'll be posted again afterwards. So if you can't tune in live, check it out afterwards and just be like, hey, what did they think about this pick? Yeah. And then uh, we can go from there. But I think that's all for me. Is there anything else you want to say, Matt? I'm good. All right. Thank you, Mason, for coming on. Um, he'll be in our next episode as well, coming out on Wednesday at 530. Uh, but we'll see all of you again then. Thank you.